about to be a completely unreliable asshole. Good morning, Tim Shine. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Hey, Tim Aslan. Hi, Ryan. McDuff E. <laughs> As Lynn. <laughs> and hello everyone who may be listening to episode 42 42 oh, really dang of dismembering horror cool it's a podcast show where myself and tim maslin that's right myself ryan mcduffie myself my, my, myself tim maslin we said each other's names earlier but there they are again mm-hmm. ryan's this voice Tim's this voice? <laughs> talk like this the rest of the time. We should do impressions of each other. <laughs> it's oh really God. confuse people, first time listeners. And this is the podcast show where, yeah, myself, Ryan, and Tim there, we talk about what worked for us, what didn't work for us, and anything we found interesting or noteworthy. Those are three big sections about a horror film that we want to see. We're trying to fill our knowledge gaps of horror films, being people with a predilection of an interest in the genre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that we, sounds about right. Yeah. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Wait, Tim. <laughs> oh, what? We barely started. Oh. That was just the intro. <laughs> is there anything else you want to say about this show, what it is? Uh, I guess just to reiterate that in that sort of what you just said, trying to figure out why things are scary. Mm-hmm. And then like, as a filmmaker, how you, how you do that. Right. We tra- take methods and stuff. A sort of critical filmmaker's perspective at it all and hope it, uh, not, not to be any sort of end all say or whatever, but just to be like, Hey, this is what we think. So what do you think? Agree, disagree, strongly disagree. You should send us a, a letter, a strongly worded letter, and we'll read it on air. But only a handwritten letter. <laughs> yeah. Written or, in blood. No, no. They could call our 800 number and we'll play their message <laughs> online. Oh <my> God. <laughs> but, but that's Please true. Do. We don't have an 800 number, but if you do have uh, something. Just you call say, a random 800 number and complain about our show. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get to us. Eventually. And we have another film from 1973. This is our second film from 1973 we're going to talk about today. (sighs) (sighs) It's been your favorite year for our film so far. Fucking 1973. Both which had Roddy McDowell. (sighs) And both are very similar stories. (sighs) (sighs) Um, The other one we're talking about was an episode we reviewed as a submission called Arnold, which we don't recommend you have to see. It, that's this thing. It's it's weird True figuring that. out this podcast. It's been like, well, we want to see things. We pull a lot of what we want to see just from sort of general recommendations or like we look at lists. a lot of sort of top horror movie lists or whatever. So generally what we go to isn't too obscure. But what's more important for us as far as what to see actually is anything you want to hear us talking about. I feel like that's what I wanted to reiterate <laughs> in the intro too. Oh shit, we both said avoid to Arnold. Yeah. Wow. Duh. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. Um, <clears throat> What was I just saying? You know, obscure, not obscure, what you want us to see, yeah, what yeah, we no, want to see. Yeah, we care about, yeah, so that was one that was a submission. That's why it was Arnold that obscure. Was, yeah. Which, I mean, 
people go to that a lot of times when we ask for submissions. Like, ooh, what's an what's an obscure? Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, that's fine. That's I, great. I, I mean, that's the thing is like, I said I I haven't seen every horror film ever, but I feel like I've seen a good chunk, and especially a good chunk of the like well known ones. Yeah. Right. So anytime somebody's like, oh, check out this obscure one, I get excited. I mean, Possession was like, I kind of had known it vaguely existed, but knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I'm on my list of my favorite horror food films, right. you know? So it's like, that can happen. We got to get through the Arnold's it and, didn't, the, and the it Evil It didn't Eds. happen this week. <laughs> that's too bad. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's part of it too. It's, it's not every day we go out... Um, gold mining we're gonna dig up some nuggets well and there's also only so many nuggets to dig up exactly otherwise it wouldn't be worth <laughs> right claiming that's that claim but taking that claim is it worth the arnold's and the evil eds to get to the possessions <sighs> yeah you gotta enjoy yeah. the hunt that's what we're doing here sure it's worth losing 90 minutes of your life to find a movie you're going to go watch a bunch of times, sure. Right. Depends how close your life is to ending, I, I guess. I mean, that's but... true with just going to the movies. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a movie I went into the theater and came out being like, fuck. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking waste of time. I'm sure it's happened recently, but yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Let's go to our next section. How about that? Sure. Our first section... Our, no, our next one. Our next one is our summary, which, Tim, I meant to talk to you about this before. How do you feel about if we switched our summary and how we rated it? We've been doing summary first to sort of like gather our thoughts to see how we would rate it. Mm. But I feel like from a listener perspective, and we should have already, you know, sort of mm. thought about how you sure. rated it. We start with that. Sure. I don't care. You want to try it out? Look, you know, it's it's episode 42. Like, let's just fucking turn it upside down. Great. Who cares? All right. Let's do how we rated it. Legend of Hell House. Okay. No, wait. That means we got to do the trailer first. Oh, shit. Okay. Should I like write that down? Yes. Okay. I will at some point. Okay. Well, here's the trailer or at least (laughs) the partial trailer for you listening of Legend of Hell House. Cool. The Legend of Hell House. In the name of God. What did he do to make this house so evil? Murder, vampirism, cannibalism, drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, mutilation. How did it end? If it had ended, we would not be here. Now, Tim, now (laughs) let's try rating it. In our rating system, Tim, would you tell yourself to avoid it, stream it, rent it, or buy it? Well, (laughs) God, it is barely more enjoyable. I mean, actually, 
it's not more enjoyable than Arnold. It's enjoy. I mean, there have different things that I liked about those two movies. Is Arnold or The Cure your baseline worst movie we watched? Oh, man. <laughs> or Maggie. Oh, God, Maggie was so bad. Maggie's the worst. <laughs> it's a nothing fucking movie. Right, because movie. it's like, it's a horrible movie, plus you have Arnold in it just to make you sad that not even Arnold could save it. <laughs> yeah. Arnold and Arnold. Ugh. Fuck. Um, I wonder if Arnold could have saved Arnold. No. No way. <laughs> what if Arnold was Arnold, the dead he's the, <laughs> the dead guy in it? And it's his voice on all of the tape recordings. <laughs> <That'd be> incredible. <laughs> um I I don't know, dude. I'm a I'm a void. I don't wanna I, this I just I, there are maybe not. It's a stream. Yeah. I guess it's a stream. <laughs> It's like fucking Legend of Dollhouse, you know what I mean? Like it's just dull mm-hmm. as fuck until it's not. But like in between the like four moments that it's fun is just the dullest shit. It's like the same scene over and over and over again. So it's hard for me to justify saying like go watch this. Yeah. Um shit i i feel like i'm just being nice (laughs) (laughs) fucking avoid it it's i don't like it good (laughs) i'm glad you could well yeah well you tell yourself you tell yourself to um i feel like i was i was telling others i'm a little different we're like telling others i say stream it but to myself i gotta say rent it it was <laughs> what? I totally agree with you that it's pretty like overall it's not working. But for what it is, I can't really go anywhere else for it and I don't think there's better versions of it that exist. Does that Wait, make sense? No. <laughs> it does not. Better versions of this type of story of, of 70s this, like, British era. like Asylum is better than this. Yeah, but the full all out haunted house kind of thing. Anything with Vincent Price. So, I mean, I think of uh, House of Wax. I just think generally of uh the um Hammer horror films. And like okay. how I haven't seen any that sort of wowed me or anything, but just for the general aesthetic and like what what it's doing and how, you know, the specific specificity of what it is. Okay. Like that's like I got on board with this film. I, I, I would tell myself to rent it at least once in life just to sort of have another example understanding of kind of the paintbrush color it is okay unique to the yeah i mean i guess that's kind of why i'm vacillating between an avoid and a stream (laughs) for me it was like this this was similar to um you know dead and buried i also gave rent it Mm. but enjoyed a lot more this was like dead and buried but without as good of a script (laughs) or a pretty bad script comparatively yeah like dead and buried was great script uh questionable direction yes this i think was a little more flipped yeah 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 i agree actually a lot yeah 
and it put it at just a step or two under uh, Dead and Buried for me, which we okay. also reviewed. Right. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, <sighs> well, I guess I I'll elaborate. A, should I be a stream? I don't know. No, you're telling yourself. <laughs> it seems like you'd prefer just to not see it ever. You know what I would prefer is to just watch the trailer. The trailer has everything I liked in this movie in yeah. it. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is dull. I feel like that constitutes an avoid, but you tell it yourself still. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Let's summarize. Yeah. Okay. We got, <laughs> we got three, we got two, two mediums. Clat classic opening <laughs> yeah the it, most classic opening super hard-headed scientist a, stuffy british guy a stuffy british guy in a long ornate hallway yeah <laughs> like what is going and there is no like lead in but it, the, see it is just like fucking scientist guy walking in the hallway right up to this old dude <laughs> which is that though that setting in exactly that where you're like classic opening that's why i love it because yeah. it's like it is class this is the classic it doing it you know just to get right into it this is the it in a nutshell whatever makes it classic this is the original doing it you know <laughs> yeah um so so yeah you have the the main stuffy british doctor guy dr lionel barrett who's uh saying this is all this is all science blah science! blah blah you know, that's the only perspective you got to have on the paranormal. But there's this rich guy giving him money as well as a couple other paranormal professionals money to go investigate what is known as the Mount Everest of haunted houses, where everyone who's done a previous investigations has died or been driven mad or is uh, Roddy McDowell's character is the only one who's ever <laughs> been there and came out saying right. Benjamin Fisher. Who is a mental, no, physical medium. He's the physical medium. And then we have young Pamela Franklin as Florence Tanner, the psychic medium. Sp uh, mental medium. Mental excuse me <laughs> she's hearing them all she's feeling the ghost she's saying oh yeah. they're the, the house knows we're here all that good stuff yeah i mean they god they might as well have just called her the emotional medium and roddy <laughs> mcdowell or whatever his name is the the like strong medium <laughs> you know it's like one step away from just fucking pointing right at sexism <laughs> yeah very true but i mean on the you know the reverse the, the opposite end of that spectrum is, you know, femininity representing receptivity in a classic mm -hmm. sense of, yeah, you know, I just hear, I hear the ghost. I'm better at it than you guys. Sorry. Right. Um, okay. So what happened? So they're there. See, this is where I got a little lost. They're <laughs> there because this old fuck rich guy said, go, f go prove that ghosts exist. I can give you the opportunity that, to prove that ghosts exist. But why? And like what? There's no like, there's no goal other than that, right? Yeah. Like it's just here, here, go do it. I'll, I'll give you a hundred thousand pounds. Unhealthily obsessed. Da, da, da. We know nothing. Right. And he doesn't have anything to do with the story. So just we're just in the house. Okay. And then it's basically becomes a. A, so, so then we sort of have the rival sides of 
the the main stuffy doctor guy and um miss florence tanner they keep calling her miss tanner right florence tanner um they're opposite ends of the spectrum and then we have Brody McDowell as Ben Franklin. He's ben trying Franklin. to be. Yeah, he's as trying to be neutral guy. Ben, ben Franklin Fisher. Yeah, is sort of in the middle, and then also uh, Doctor's wife is there too, just to sort of add another Anne, person right? to the mix. Yeah, and Lionel and right. Anne Barrett, and uh, pretty qu- pretty quickly off the bat, you know, it's like like instantaneously. It's like no one can doubt that this place is uh paranormal in whatever sense of the word. Stuff's flying all around. <laughs> They're like their second dinner or was it their first dinner? First. Yeah, it gets like other table gets thrown around. The chandelier almost Dude, crushes the control. doctor and um flames, you know, flames shoot out of the uh fireplace. They all just take it in stride too. Yeah. They're professionals. No, no, nobody's like, holy shit, this place really is haunted. Right. So I guess the story <laughs> is, yeah, those sort of warring takes on it of, um, is it, is the, are these hauntings, haunting center around people or it's as simple as negative energies manifested, which represents the more scientific, uh, you know, in this, sure. in this story angle. And then, but, um, but sort of if you're, if you're with what, Florence Tanner thinks there's the story going on of the house itself and who died there. And so it's sort of supposed that it's the son of what's their name? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Starts with a B. Belasco. Oh, yeah. Belasco. So who she kept saying, was it Daniel Mm -hmm. Belasco? Is this like, see, here's fuck. We're like already off to the races, but this is where it falls. it. It sort of falls apart because we just suddenly are given information that like has n- no- nothing was there's no like um precursor to there's it's just she just one day is like oh i know what's haunting this house it's it's em- emirate or ernest or whatever the fucking belasco <laughs> guy's name it's his it's his son that nobody knew existed yeah what well that's... you know what i mean it's like it's like they're saying information as if we all know what but, this is about, but we don't. Right. I'll give and you, so it has no meaning. I'll give you that, but it's as far as... But it is being delivered as though she says, oh, I just know this stuff. Like, that's how okay. my intuition works. So it is sort of like sure. there's the, the characters in the situation give that struggle, too, of like, well, how can we trust you? And she's just kind of like, well, that's my job. That's why I'm here. Right. I just know these things. But then the other guy points out, well, how do you know? And that becomes the mystery. Right. Yeah, you're right. So the story really is the Florence saying, hey, just trust me. I am good at this and I know things. And Stuffy McStufferson saying, fuck you, you're yeah. wrong, you're a woman, you're dumb and you're wrong, and I'm always right, and I'll prove it. And it was great when she uh, backlashed against him. She she tore him a new one. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so then the rest of the movie is basically her having experiences, going and saying, I think I figured it out a little bit further of what's going on. The scientist being like, fuck you, you're dumb, you're wrong. He's so stuffy. And then instantly paranormal shit happening to him, 
and him still being like, nope, you're wrong. It's like, bro, the chandelier and the fireplace just exploded on you and you're right. But he's not doubting that. It's, That's true. He's he... doubting that it's tied to specific personalities. Sure. So his his thesis is that it's just energy. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And then and that she's wrong. So his thesis is bullshit in general and based in nothing. And her thesis is is very specific. Yeah. And so Roddy's trying to sort it all out. Yeah. Roddy is like, I don't want to fucking deal with this. Let's just like say some shit happened and take the money and run. Yeah. And then that's it. Great. (laughs) We'll get to the ending when we get to the ending. Yeah. About. That's what we took away. That's how Tim and I processed what this film was about. Oh, my God. So now we can move on to... <laughs> what? What's the most fucked up summary we've ever done? How did it feel For doing a sure. uh, rating into summary? That's fine. <laughs> I mean, did it feel know. better to you? God, it feels so good. Great. Uh, That's what I want to hear. Uh, I mean, it felt like I need to just like put a nightgown on and wander downstairs and flirt with Roddy McDowell. <sighs> Oh, oh, where am I? <laughs> right. Poor Mrs. Ann Barrett in her <laughs> loveless marriage to Dr. Lionel Barrett. Yep. Uh, so, okay. So we should go into, God, okay. So we go from summary right into what worked. What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? <laughs> it worked like a charm, Smith. <laughs> what worked? All right, Tim, I'll start us off here. I actually... I have stuff. Don't get me wrong. I have stuff. Well, well, there's some overarching things that did that I thought really were really cool. <laughs> and it's like whatever did get through from the original novel, like whatever did translate, I think is like sort of maybe what I'm complimenting mm. more here okay. or what's working. But I liked that. It was, as we already mentioned, the story, the crux was it, was these two modes of someone who's insisting, oh, it's as simple as science, blah, 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 da, da, da. And then the other woman being like, um, you know, yeah, well, as we already said, no, it's 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 the Blasco's bubble. Mm-hmm. I thought it was neat, rather than just having a skeptic who represents, none of this is real at all. You sort of take the whole paranormal ethos a step further it felt like this story was almost sort yeah. of the first, um, uh, not self, yeah, maybe self-aware, you know, like ghost story in a way. Yeah, Where it's like, let's have defi- experts going into the situation right. versus it, just people who are, oh my God, anything at all. Well, it's sort of the difference between believing in a world where like our reality by and large, I mean, real life, there's still this sense of like, paranormal stuff or anything that's on the fringe is pseudoscience, right? That it's it's kind of a joke. Right. And this movie takes place in a reality where that's not pseudoscience. It's just it's just an accepted form. Like he's an expert well, and he's respected. I saw more to be like hired. this was in our reality, but just the sort of the subset of people. Like there's people like him out there who study this stuff similarly it, i agree I, but i, I, didn't I think didn't, it was at large i didn't feel like 
You know, like a lot of time, if you're going to present that, there's going to be a little bit of commentary of doubt on his credibility. Right. And there's none of that in this. So I it feel, just sort of feels yeah. like, oh, OK. I think that's why he was ex- so stuffy, you know, maybe. Right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I think that's something that was probably left to the wayside that was in the but I But I like the feel of that where it's just like we're not going to get bogged down in whether or not what he, what he as a scientist believes is is you know, pseudoscience. Yeah. It's just like, sure, let's just get on board. And he's on board with it. He's not, da- he's certainly not fucking doubting himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never once does. Right. That's but his whole character. It was neat to have these two characters sort of different sides of the same coin, you know, yeah. coming at. And then what I, I really liked, you know, how Roddy McDowell, we'll just keep calling him that, <laughs> was um, <laughs> he represented, yeah, him trying to figure it out. basically he ends up on oh so in the end they were both right Mm -hmm. i really liked that too yeah i mean he yeah he ultimately is like everybody's right (laughs) yeah it wasn't um (laughs) because our sort of ongoing yeah let's read the book yeah hold on give us a sec <laughs> no, um, but and then also the fact that it was pretty like full on from the get go that we mentioned that sort of made it rather than there was any there wasn't any skepticism at all or, or doubt at all if there's anything <laughs> happening right. here. So again, that was sort of you know the self aware horror mode you take or a uh, ghost story mode. You get experts coming into the situation yeah. representing two different extremes of the same same paranormal phone, two different approaches. But as far as things being full on get go and sort of the uh, the shocks and booze aspects you want from this movie rather than sort of any uh, tension building in that, it's sort of just all about the how it all plays out versus sort of if something's going to happen right. or not. Kind of the fun of that, which I thought was fun. Those yeah, moments. I agree. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, essentially Ghostbusters does the exact same thing. Yeah. They have an opening scene where everybody's just kind of like, yeah, we brought these guys that study this thing in because there's a fucking ghost floating downstairs in the basement of this library. Mm -hmm. And nobody's like, I'm sorry, what happened? There's a ghost? Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, nobody just does that thing, really. So it's all just kind of like we've moved past that point in the story where people were like, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. ghosts? And we're just accepting of it. And they're just doing their thing. And ghosts are fucking flying around left and right. So, like, I like that. Just get on the fucking train and be cool with it. Because otherwise, I think story-wise, you can get too kind of bogged down in the back and forth of, like, right. whatever. On the flip side, I think that that you see a negative impact of glossing over, so to speak, in, in a lot of movies when things really serious things happen and the characters don't take a moment to actually react like you would mm-hmm. react in that moment. Um, but even in this, the the moment when um, Emirat, no, not Emirat, Barrett, so Barrett, a fucking stuffy guy, when he dies, like his wife has like, she flips out in, like appropriately. And I remember thinking like, Oh, good. Yeah. Like somebody's reacting the way you fucking would react. So I th- that to me was a big. I mean, I thought they were all plus. reacting how they would react. That's in why the I mean, situation. Yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. I felt like pretty much was except for in that first moment when shit's flying around and everybody's just like, cool. <laughs> that surprised me. But then I'm like, oh, I guess that's fine because this is what they do. Right. These are the so pros. Cool. Um, 
But it was as far as sort of like what is the fear of these ghosts or things happening, whatever whatever is going on like versus just like oh is it real or is it not again that's sort of that's not the question it's like when you know the doors are opening and closing stuff's flying around whatever it may be there is a sort of different kind of horror of exactly the question that's the question of the movie is this a personality is this something with some sort of element of consciousness or is it just like right pure pure energy just making stuff move, uh, you know, yeah. some sort of, I don't I just, know exactly yeah. what his thesis is, but yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It was, it was a neat way of sort of, you still have an element of the unknown, mm-hmm. even though we're making all this other stuff known from the get go. Yeah. So I like that about it. Um, I guess kind of what I was, part of what I was just saying is like the, the actual performances I think are really fucking good, especially considering how kind of dull and empty a lot of the material and the dialogue is. Mm -hmm. Like everybody on that set is they're working really hard. Like, (laughs) yeah, like every single one of them has at least one big fucking like, well, go at moment where I'm like, damn, they're chewing the fucking scenery hard. How about every time, um, Florence Tanner, the girl, she was possessed. That was really, I know it happens in every possession movie or whatever, but it was like done here and done so well. Like her performance, it it unnerved me every time she starts speaking with that voice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was impressed with the actors. Um, and like, that's kind of one of the few things that kept me connected to anything. Yeah. Because there's sort of not a whole lot else going on. That's all you have to hang on to <laughs> right. is their performances. So, you know, cool. Yeah. Well, I and for me, I did, I have to say I liked just the mystery of what it was. Like that whole element, yeah. basically of like Arnold, but good, you know, of <laughs> it's what it was and Arnold, but supernatural. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. So, because you have the, right, uh, right. the preserved body of a rich person sort of influencing people after his death, who's like known for having a huge ego too. Right, right. Like leaving messages behind on records and stuff. You had that <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Um, but just more sort of zooming out a bit, just the idea of like having someone's ego presence living on after their death sure like i like that as a mystery and then just sort of leaving it that that specific but yet vague level of like listing all the shit that went down there you know saying first but then you get into vampirism cannibals you know on top of the orgies and everything yeah um yeah i I, I, I don't know i like it when you sort of then place that story onto the the you know the, the the location you're in right i think i wanted more out of that oh yeah i agree with you um Shit, what was I going to say? Oh, but but to that point, that broader theme, they did a really good job of even just, I mean, they do it very overtly, but even subtly suggesting that theme throughout the sort of like the ego thing and like, you know, covering up your um, inadequacies. Mm-hmm. That's 
pretty much every character has some sort of version of that at, at some point. Obviously, right. the doctor is the main one. Who, well, the he's doctor like the main foil and for the that girl, idea. like both of them in their own way, kind of refuse to look at things from another perspective. Right. I mean, she gives in a little bit and she sort of apologizes and said she says the one thing that I think is actually the smartest thing where she's like, this entity is trying to separate us and like get between us and get us to leave. Mm -hmm. And she cops to that and says, "Okay, you know, I'm sorry. She like apologized to uh, apologizes to Roddy McDowell and like, you know, tries to kind of yeah. get on board with everybody. But the Stuffy <laughs> McStufferson does just refuses. Yeah. And so he's kind of she's battling essentially with both the 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 entity's ego and the doctor's ego the whole time. Yeah. The doctor's so, just basically like, wait for my machine. It's going to be awesome, you guys. Yeah. I mean, the number of times with, that he says I'm right and she's wrong that's all he says, basically, in the movie. It's over and over. Yeah. It's just nonstop. It made it so, though, like... I mean, I've said this before. Something I love in... I guess it happens in horror movies a lot is when you do have that character who's just so unshakable, you know, in the face of the supernatural paranormal in the case of horror films or whatever. And who then, at the end, does get his, you know, it's all thrown in his face comeuppance. Like, so when his machine that he's built up and got all stuffy about, you know, too, or they think it works, da, 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 and then as soon as it starts, the, the dials start going again. Wait, it's impossible. No, it's yeah. impossible. Everything's fucking impossible if it doesn't fit in with his view of that's the world. What's, yeah, but that's what it was so, I just love that moment, though, at the ending. That made it, yeah. I won't say made it all worth it, but it just feels <laughs> so good yeah. to see that happen to that character. Well, finally. and I also like that they actually make him up like they put makeup on him progressively that makes him look worse and worse mm. so they're they're very clearly acknowledging that he's foolish he's sort of full of shit and going down the wrong path yeah like there's a point when he's kind of ranting and his eyes have been made up with almost like dark makeup underneath and around them to make him just look sunken and like kind of fucking i don't know what you would call it just like he hasn't slept in in you know two weeks or something he like seems that seems to be the only one getting any good sleep though that <laughs> the I, movie. well i know so <laughs> that's true um other things that i really like oh one example i thought a really specifically cool thing that they did so the the conceit i guess of the whole movie is that Belasco's ego was driven by the fact that he was actually really short. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but in the second scene of the whole movie, I mean, it's still sort of the first scene. After he's talked to the old guy, the doctor has talked to the old guy and gotten the like, I'm going to give you money to go do this thing. Um, Stuffy goes walking down sort of a corridor with this other guy yeah who we never see again and i think he's just sort of information guy um but that actor that they cast to walk down the hallway with the doctor is very tall yeah i mean like two full feet taller no, it than did make the me wonder later like oh was that him or something well i think that they were just doing that sort of to emphasize this idea of like you know, the doctor is 
he's got an ego and we're seeing him be small next to somebody. Yeah. So it's sort of like a, um, it's foreshadowing in a way. It's like he, he thinks he knows everything. And in the scene, he's very like, I've got it under control. And he's talking to this guy who's super tall. So it's just this sort of like vague, not vague, but it's a little nod to the broader story of like, the pointy I don't know how to even describe it it's just sort of these suggestions of the theme Mm -hmm. by showing the guy with the big ego being physically smaller than somebody else right and we it has an impact on us even on a really subconscious level I think yeah where you've got you've got this sort of duality thing happening in this scene that's really really subtle and and like Never pointed at in any overt way or whatever. Yeah, because it's not brought brought back for a while. No. The height thing, right? And so, but I just think I kind of just appreciate that the director or casting director or somebody in there was just like, Tall oh people. yeah, like this is a exposition scene, but like let's add an element to it that speaks to our larger story. Well, I mean, to get to that larger story, how that ended up paying off. Like, I loved the whole ending set piece of like Roddy McDowell yelling at the the spirit of Belasco figuring him all out and I don't yeah both the idea of that it's kind of simple and easy but also really worked for me of someone who's like as Roddy McDowell's but less than five feet or whatever he says Oh my God. <laughs> you know, he's calling him out. I do. But it's the, that idea. I don't know. It's just sort of someone. What were you, 5'6? You weren't even 5'4. Probably not even 5'6. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Got like, him. And then he did get him. That was enough <laughs> to have this secret back room shatter, which I love that kind of thing where it's like when you're in a sort of space for a long time and then all of a sudden discover the noose like hidden that area I within love. it. I love that. And too. Then, so, yeah, you had his preserved body there, like right. just sitting Arnold style. I, my, I thought for a second I was like. Holy shit, that is the same actor that they used in Arnold. I was like, oh no, it's not. But yeah, just that. And then, yeah, I don't know. That both reveal that that room was in the house. And then also just him having the height, you know, issues playing into his whole big ego (laughs) thing. Small person, big ego. Like, as I said, it's classic and easy, but, you know, (sighs) borderline offensive. But there's something to it. I don't know. Because it is simple. I like it. Yeah. It plays into it well. And yeah, then the reveal stabbing the leg to like show it's plastic. <laughs> the over-aggressive leg yeah. stab. But we're, I don't know, we've uh, talked about like um, physical alterations in plastic surgery before. Yeah. No, that's true. Among us. And I don't know, there's something, something well, maybe to it's that. Also sort of a, at the time and, and of the, um, the, the specific um, environment, like maybe that was sort of a, I don't know, a thing in England, uh, th- like a trope in England of like right. making fun of Brits for being short. What does is, what is Roddy McDowell say? I think he says something about bad eye, remove the eye, or there's a saying that's oh, yeah. basically yeah, saying yeah, yeah. that. Oh, yeah, 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 he does say that. I, remember th- I don't remember what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. But that idea of like, well, should you actually? I don't know. Right. I mean, it really is just a very, very simple version of calling out people's inadequacies. Like, you know, 
the lengths they'll go to cover their own inadequacies. Like, yeah, that's fine. Well, that's what this movie is about right. in the sense. How yeah. big this? How big does that ego and that defense? Uh, yeah, ex- it not extrapolate, but you know, uh, hang its presence over <laughs> right, this right. massive house. People dying. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's. Do you have some more big things? Because I have some more specific stuff. Um, big things. This is specific, but throughout which was the, I don't think you liked but I really enjoyed the timestamps the Ugh. specific timestamps cuz you okay so it was basically took place in a time frame of the 4 days was it even that many yeah it was 20th through the 24th oh okay yeah you're December right December 20th through 24th okay tim here's here's why I think without them it wouldn't have worked so well which was it would have been real. This is one of those films where, like, a lot of horror movies are like this, where you're watching it and you're like, "Has it been two, three days or three weeks?" Mm. You know, okay. you just don't. Yeah. You just get caught in the slog of it in a bad way. But don't but you then think also, there's a way? I think that there's creative ways to show that without just like. I'm gonna, I'm, not, I'm gonna get to saying why. Also, like, I think why okay. I think it worked. First, I'm defending. You're trying to get through some alternatives if you're going to have time stamps, time stamps at all. Yeah, it all it would just be weird if it was either like all, only on the dot times, like it just happens to be six p.m. It just always happens. Oh, to be sure, 2 PM yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of thing that would be even worse. And then also just to sort of say like uh, that afternoon, the next morning, sort of mm. that would seem a little distracting each time yeah. too, and its specificity. Um, you're right. There is. I think there are total ways just to sort of keep that in mind, though, and make very clear emphasis on when a sort of new day's beginning and such uh-huh. and such. But I actually really liked that you have these specific down to the minute timestamps with the date because it keeps you in that mindset of like the sort of science minded approach to things sure. that are supernatural and paranormal. And also, so it's like it gives you that mindset or feel or whatever. But then it also gives um scenes a certain weight you're like ah this is the 6 42 p.m where it's the dinner where stuff's gonna go down it's just sort of lends that feeling of like there's weight to i don't know happenings and that they yeah. just sort of happen you know 6 42 takes on this weight and meaning i don't know i i, I really yeah, liked it i mean i kind of get it I just thought it... I feel like you just laughed the first time it happened and just... I don't know. It just didn't help to me. (laughs) I know why... I mean, there's another conceit... Like, not conceit, but there's another um, justification for it, which is when they get to the mansion, they say, oh, look, all the windows are bricked up. Yeah. So nobody can see in or nobody can see out. So by that, just logic... There's no way to show theoretically out the window that the sun is going down yeah. or, or, you know, well, it that it's raining out or whatever. Whether it was night or day outside, it was always dark, gray, <laughs> know, cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's another reason to use that, but I don't know. Another, that's actually another specific generality I liked, which was just that aesthetic. And that's what ke- keeps me coming back to like why it's a rented. It's as simple as like those shots of a black cat against <laughs> this house and it's super foggy and there's yeah. the music going and stingers like that's that is basically why I tell myself to rent it. Just okay. as simple as that. Like where else do you kind of go for that, you know? Sure. Um uh, a, an episode of Scooby Doo <laughs> would yeah. be my 
uh, where I would go. Um, I liked, remember, we mentioned in uh, the Indonesian horror film, we watched how there's that one shot where it's like the camera shows where a ghost possibly is uh-huh, or something. Yeah. I really like, this was like the all out of that. Like I Dude. loved the door opening, the camera follows nothing over to the bed. You know? That's my that's my favorite part of this whole movie. Mm-hmm. There, the camera work in this movie is fucking like awesome and over the top. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there is like almost no shot where it's just a like a fixed camera. Mm-hmm. The fucking thing is moving. If it's not moving side to side or up or down or around, it's it's zooming in. I feel like it's <laughs> it's it is so fucking much. It is fixed a but lot. I like it. It's it's fixed per shot it's like still a lot but it's never like this is the full coverage like we're always cutting to a different angle within an exchange or whatever like i loved my think i mean i loved every time there are those intense face-offs of the two people in frame and their faces just like right next to each other oh like, that's true that there are those but times. i guess what i'm yeah and then I, I, mean, I really liked there were two shots of um the girl against uh against the fire at the fireplace and like you just saw her face in sort of a semi silhouette. There was something really gorgeous about those shots. I liked. Yeah, I I think whether it be just pure direction or the DP just being like, "I'm gonna do my fucking thing." Mm-hmm. I love all that. Like yeah. I th- I think that with a good story, this would have been fucking awesome to watch. Okay. I think it was a good story, but not a good script. That because okay. Sorry to mince words. Yes, but sure. I, I think that's I get, what we'll get, I get into. You. Yeah. Um, and then little specific things that I love. Cat fight is hilarious. Oh yeah. The possessed cat. That's so fucking good. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous to watch. It gets out that fear of like, like oh man, cats have claws. They can hurt you. But just anytime you have a cat attack or an animal attack and it's clearly a stuffed animal (laughs) and they're like flinging it around, (laughs) that shit... I love it, but it's so fucking dumb looking. Yeah. Um, I love all of Florence's stuff. I think she's really good. I mean, she's really compelling, but just all her sort of scenes, she fucking, you know, shows up for and is like, I don't know. I, I like got she in with her. She sold kind of the stand, a standout scene, the sex scene. Yeah. The, between her and a ghost, presumably. <laughs> right. Like. There was something really interesting in the way that she sold it was just very affecting of like deciding maybe the way I can help this ghost is to let them on. Yeah. Literally is to basically do the almost like the ultimate thing of acceptance, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what she says. He's like, I accept I open. That's what made it intriguing. I think was that this is how she's saying, like, I open myself fully with love. Right. Right. Um, I like that, yeah. The Yeah, there's just little little things like the the, sh- the when Anne the wife sees the the little statuette shadows on the ceiling and yeah. then they like morph into actually moving and like making out. I think that's a cool that's a cool thing. It's clearly like taking some of the better things that are probably in the novel and like showing them and yeah. and like depicting them well. Um there's what is that? I mean, the fucking the poltergeist scene in the dining room is fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking the, just like glasses breaking and flying at it's his ghost face. Ghost action and him like the yeah the fire that comes out of the fireplace is no fucking joke. No, it's huge. 
huge. How like, did they do that? I don't know, like, but get some <laughs> fire coats. Probably, there was probably fucking somebody just turned it up a little too high <laughs> for that take because it's sort of like in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid when they blow up the train like that. They put too much explosive, yeah. and that take that they is in the film was a, a mistake. Like it blew up way bigger than they expected it to. I feel like that's just what happened in here. The, like, the pyro guy was like, no, 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 it'll be fine. Yeah, and then yeah. Bucky <laughs> cranks that shit up all the way. That is like the most intense like fucking dragon breath in right. real life coming out of the fireplace. You it's certainly so good. feel the intensity of the scene. And the stunt guy's like rolling out of the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just great. misses it. <laughs> yeah. He's probably singed for life. I liked that the amount of people going in was four people. It felt like a yeah. sort of good amount of victims, blah, 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 blah. Um, what else? Uh, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, there's no, there's no like real gore or anything. I mean, there's sort of the scratches and. Yeah, a lot of blood. Yeah. But, oh, you know, the uh, death of the doctor, it, not the actual death, but the lead up to, to his death, I liked. He gets um, hit in the eyes or something? It's like his machine. It's yeah. so, it, I mean, it's so on the fucking nose, but it's like his machine explodes in his face and like blows up his face, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, <gasps> their way of depicting it is just to splat, splatter blood on his face. But like. We get it, you know. It's it's good, but I think that was funny and on the nose, and like a good sort of moment for him to just get it thrown back in his right. face, literally. Which is I said I loved um, him getting that. And then like what you had said, the whole sequence in the end with with Roddy in the in the chapel and him screaming, as stupid as it is, just from like a sort of if you step back and look <laughs> at it, it's it it's pretty. I guess it's that he's so fucking committed to this scene. Yeah. And he's so fucking in it as dumb of shit that he's saying. He's so fucking committed to it. <laughs> it's kind of what we were talking about. Poltergeist is like when Joe Beth Williams is like screaming at the, you know, the entities like, you know, stay away from my babies kind of shit. There's this conviction in, in the acting that I'm like fucking psyched about, <laughs> even too. though it's so fucking dumb. <gasps> <laughs> but it's great um so that's that's it that's it for me i think great what did not work cool it's not ready yet seems to work okay no something important's missing what did not work <laughs> i mean we've kind of touched obviously on this but yeah. i just think the emptiness of the the plotting non-story i mean i guess what i i know what you mean they're not giving us within the script enough to hang on to the actual story well i felt like this probably is a great book because you're really in the psyche of each of the characters probably yeah and i wanted to say like sort of the opposite of what i was saying what i loved about uh quidon and possession as far as having a more objective standpoint mm -hmm. on the characters and I usually prefer in love. This, I think, is an example where I would have much, much preferred a subjectivity with each of the characters. Because right. it's it's like they're interesting as far as they you have two of them with psychic abilities. And then like Mr. Stuffy, we probably could have gotten in um, his psychology. Sorry, doctor. Doctor, sorry. Yeah. 
Dr. Stuffy. He worked hard for that PhD, <laughs> You're right. okay? And for his stuffiness, I think we would have seen, um, it would have been way more interesting. I think he could have been much more three-dimensional if we sort of got a glimmer into that stuffiness. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Can I, like, at the very least, can you make him two-dimensional? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Like, give him a moment of, like, I don't know, questioning himself. I feel like that's all... Again, that was I, I could just tell that in any sort of little weird objective like glimmers of it of almost feeling like we were supposed to know things that we clearly didn't like it was just all in the book. And rather than sort of I don't know, you could have had a much more just sort of be with these characters as we're entering the situation. I think there could have been even though rather than just sort of giving up and being like, well, we can't hear their inner monologues like the book. You can still do a lot, lot more. Yeah, I mean. Dude, they have weird voiceover shit anyway. Yeah, you're right. You know, like if you're going to, I mean, it would be a little confusing. No, actually that one, yeah. It wouldn't work. But like you could have chosen to do, <laughs> it would have been just as no, bad. No, no, no. I'm Something, I'm like what... fucking something. Like have scenes where you actually have a conversation and like th- there's like. Like you have the doctor with his wife. That could have been, you know, a glimmer into who he actually is. See their interactions, you know. Yeah. And, and what little we get of that relationship is all kind of. Not really it's anything. Very, very like s- just a suggestion. Only when of they were it. sharing the bedroom was I like, oh, it's the wife, <laughs> you know. Like, well, yeah. I mean, the only thing I kind of got is just a reinforcement of his stuffiness when she's like feeling sexy and he's like, good night. Yeah, and she's like, Jesus, what about me? Right. So you could have had a, I don't know, you could have just shown that way more versus give them a fucking scene where they actually say, you're. She bitches at him about him fucking not paying attention to her and his work being too important. And he can then go, oh, maybe I am being an asshole. And then when we see him continue to be an asshole, we go, God, you fucker. You know what I mean? Like we get to see some dynamic to the characters. I think you can even do it without being so dynamic by just sort of. Again, by not being subjective, just jump in there and make the scene about really sell those beats about his him going to bed, you know, when she's feeling sexy time. Like, Sure. Yeah, it's just it's so surface. It makes me wonder if like I don't think this is true, but it's it's almost like they they looked at the book like we're making Hamlet. And everybody knows Hamlet. So we can yeah. get away with skimming over some shit. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't think everybody knows this book. Yeah. I mean, certainly not now. Well, and again, because it's like the like, kind of Like, was film... it the number one bestseller in fucking England for five years straight? Probably right. not. And it, you because you have all the stuff happening so obviously, you know, or just sort of not holding back all the, uh, all the paranormal stuff going on, that would have really benefited from, again, that subjectivity with the characters like rather than like what you were saying it's like okay it's just kind of stuff happens it feels like with no consequences like let's the story should have been what they were each feeling at any given moment but it never went to that no they just feel the same thing over and over again and they tell each other yeah i'm still feeling this way yeah Okay, great. <laughs> even my machine's the, here. Gonna turn it on. Okay. Like even on the so even on the not character level, I think there are things that 
could have should have been translated a lot better for film as far as like reading i can imagine reading it in the machine like that being really built up and sort of having this like yeah it's sort of having a payoff of once we actually see it and when it's being used but it was just Dude. kind of like oh here's this random weird machine that feels like it's from a totally other movie yeah but imagine if the design of that machine was like in line with sort of the like that that I don't know what you would do. Just sort of a chemistry, sort of <laughs> steampunky, sort of Frankenstein, right. whatever. But something in that you lane could even have would the, have been so much more exciting. It would have been exciting, but you could still have the same kind of weird design, but then just sort of introduce it accordingly. You know, like have the moment where it's like we first see it, and we're and the, some one of the other characters is kind of like looks. They look at each other. You Dude, know, the way they introduce it is that a box labeled Deutsch, which is the old dude who oh, fucking yeah. gets opened, and then the machine is out. It's like Deutsch Industries yeah. or something like that. Okay, give it some gravitas. Have him talking it up. Holy I don't know. Fuck. I mean, just it's so fucking. We could skim have, in the right. surface. We could have had a lot of his sort of stuffiness be tied to, but just wait till my machine gets here. You know. Right. I mean, ma- that's an interesting point. If you had made him excited about what he was doing. Oh yeah, he would have been much more less less uh, egregious and yeah. Because the the few moments I like, it, I think there's two. There's only two sittings, right? Mm-hmm. Both of those are pretty cool. Yeah. Like when he's in his thing and he's fucking observing. They're all like working together. The She's doing her thing. is coming out. Yeah. Like that shit was cool. Oh, we should have mentioned that. I know, that I was forgot. a really cool scene. <laughs> that was the one other big. Ectoplasm coming out of the fingers. That yeah, was Yeah, like what the fuck, dude? More of that. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Or you could even give in more weight to those scenes. And yeah. they just make them more stand out, you know? Well, and, and if you had those scenes be more of the anchors, I think that would have helped push the story along because every one of those could give more information and then instead instead of what they did which was to have her then go off by herself and have discoveries and then come back and report them if you're having it during these sittings where she's having an experience and he's he's monitoring it he's sort of observing and writing down his takeaway and if she's having a different experience that they're in the same room during yeah. and she's going, no, 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 that's not that you're misinterpreting this mm-hmm. and they can have that in real time when the experiment is happening. Right. That's a fucking scene. We see it happening. Yeah. Right. But instead they do this other thing, which maybe is just a product of how the book is structured, but whatever, like make it work it's for an the adaptation. Film. Yeah. <laughs> if film is not a book, <laughs> like it is. Totally different. Yeah, because each one of those scenes ends with it just kind of ending. They're just the ghost runs out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They all they're all mad at their own things and run off. And that's yeah. It. Even just the um, like I talked about, I liked the sort of the story behind the story of the, the Belasco and the house and da da da. But I would have liked it if I had known anything about it. <laughs> right. It could have been actually. Yeah. It could have been integrated throughout much much better <laughs> if at all you know and just again sort of like the the machine being built up i wish the mystery being built up was there it mm-hmm. was just sort of this repeated refrain from her like it's belasco i know it right and then at a certain okay. point that changed into oh it's but it's not belasco's son it's belasco playing all the parts right and mm-hmm. you're then you're like mm-hmm. oh, okay great right how which, did she come to that like <laughs> right. where, like which okay I don't know. It, that, that, it's a bummer. Yeah. 
Wasn't that? I mean, I think that that leads sort of to the to me. The ending is just a bummer too. It just falls flat because it like w- the yeah. the answer to me, although thematically is is I think kind of cool. Maybe not cool, but like at least I get it. The ending is that but it's just. I just thought it was fucking lame. The ending is that they're both right, which could have been cool, but as far as her end of what was right, it was that. It was Belasco Sr. and not all these other multiple entities like what she was first saying. But at a certain point, she just, go, she just you know, not at all close to the ending, sort of more toward the middle. I think that's when she starts saying, wait, it's one person doing everything. And yet that was like it was supposed to play as a twist when that was right. real. But, but I was just like, wait, but she's been saying this all along and we had no reason to doubt her. Right. <laughs> well, and then, yeah, then like Roddy's sort of... I don't like stories where somebody puts it all together without any lead up to that. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to have a mystery, if you're going to have a detective story, I mean, the good detective stories are the ones that sort of, you know what they're trying to figure out and the journey of all the twists and turns and the misdirects and the red herrings and all of that is what's exciting. And then putting all, all of that experience together and going, fuck, I've been wrong this whole time. It's actually this and here's why. Yeah, That's exciting. And they kind of jumped all of that to just him being like, and here's why. And it's like, what? Right. How, do he, how did he even figure this out? Well, you know was, what I mean? It was like, less like, yeah, I guess so. But it also like just, he just suddenly like, was like, I've, I've got the answer. It just also seemed like How'd he was just it? repeating everything we've been being told up till then. Less that that it was sort right. of more him. It's like not even a real out. new discovery. It's no. just him being like, they were right. They were right. And <laughs> yeah. this one other thing, which seals it. OK, <laughs> how'd you fucking come up with that? How did he come up with the fucking or, you were short? Why weren't you saying it sooner? <laughs> You know? Right. I mean, I guess he has a scene where he puts it all together in the moment where he's like, oh, right. Every he looks at the feet. Right. Remember this? He's got this discovery moment of like the feet and her feet and the people who died before all died of like they Im- are immobilized oh, in their legs. Right. And that's how he puts it together. And everyone and was getting sort of injured like, by like the, he was specifically going after people's legs, which right. again was probably a lot more obvious in the book. Right. <laughs> But just the way it all kind of got to wrap it up, you yeah. know, I just didn't like it. I feel that. like it, that is very indicative of how detached we were from yeah. the sort of story story in a bad way. Whereas, I don't know, I had to think of a different movie that kind of weaves this better. <laughs> Ghost <But> Ship? That... <laughs> oh, God, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, Ghost Ship feels on par with this almost but but i think how the story was dolled out in ghost ship may have felt a little more coherent somehow you're right though because yes ghost ship at least has an opening scene yeah that is like here's a little clue that would have been really helpful for this movie Uh, no shit like why couldn't we have gotten roddy mcdowell from 20 years earlier oh yeah because he was running running out of the house you know something Yeah, just that... something to hold on to, because if he's the one who solves it in the first place, like, why wouldn't you bookend your movie with him? Yeah. I wonder what the book is. I know. 
that would have been a really neat We've opening. Said that a lot. It's pretty typical, but at the same time would have really worked. This movie this... was what, 86 minutes? Nine, oh, sorry, 95 minutes. Yeah. You could have had five more minutes. Yeah. Three more minutes. You probably could have lost some minutes somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. where, uh, where Tim was born. Ain't that the truth? Where I closed my eyes to take 30 second naps? But, I mean, the the... That pacing, all I, those moments where nothing was happening would have been a lot better had they actually been loaded with all the things that yeah. we were talking about were missing. No question there was some sort of budget constraint. I mean, there has to have been. I don't think that hurt the film, though. No, no, it, no, no. I'm not saying it hurt it. I'm just saying that they they put themselves in a lane and they, they stayed there, right? Like in terms of like one location, four actors, let's not, That's the let's story, not expand though. it outside of that. Well, you could have seen some of the – you could have gotten flashbacks to the other investigators or something to that effect, mm -hmm. right? Or, I mean, story-wise, script-wise, they just didn't even consider it was necessary. <sighs> no kidding. Um, I'm good on this. I think I am too – the guy's just a dick. <laughs> I think I, that's hard to like a movie where the – the main dude is just such a fucking right. Prick. They kind of did make him the main dude, and he was the worst one out of them. Right. I just. Bleh. Yeah, I know. Again, being able to see some of his show him excited for what he's doing. Yeah, we could have understood why he's so stuffy a bit more. Doctor Lionel Barrett. <laughs> um, I wonder too. God, I'm gonna keep saying this, but is he the main character of the book? I don't know. Hmm. I got, I feel like I got to um forget we watched this movie, even though I won't. I got to let some time go past and then read the book because this is um, you know, it's it's a uh, Richard Richard Matheson who's a noted noted author. Maybe we'll mention mm -hmm. a bit here, and uh, it felt like you know being a horror fan should have just read the book. Yeah, I might. May I fucking maybe I should. Maybe I will. Maybe I fucking will. Things of note. Okay. Things of note! <laughs> this should be interesting. Our boy Roddy. <laughs> it's the second time we've seen him, Tim. I hope he pops up more. Only if we watch another movie from 1973, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> The similarities between this and our, I just got to mention since it is the second film we've watched with him from 1973 I feel like we got to I had to delve a little bit more into Mr. Uh, McDowell <laughs> just wanted to say his full name is Roderick Andrew Anthony Jude McDowell wow old Roddy there if you you're go. wondering who he is um, he's Cornelius in Planet of the Apes and the uh, in Fright Night, he's the uh, the old TV host. Oh yeah, that's right. That's how I knew him first. That's funny. Um, what about uh, what about our girl Gail Honeycutt as Mrs. Ann Barrett? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's not her real name. <laughs> okay. The, the the thing of note is that you so, so show holy suspicion. shit. She's a lady. Lady Jenkins. What does that mean? I don't know. It means she's like royalty, I think. <laughs> Gail Honeycutt, Lady Jenkins. <laughs> okay. It, it, she's an American film. 
television and stage actress. Why right. is she called Lady Jenkins? Are you just investigating her? Like, wh- like it's that's the first. I just clicked on her name, and that's what it says on Wikipedia. Gail Honeycutt, comma Lady Jenkins. Is she just uh, a thing of note <laughs> in general for you? Yeah. yeah. I just feel like they made something of her, but I don't know who she is. You know what I mean? It's like the way even it was credited. I saw that she was uh, at a was in Green Acres a couple times, and Beverly Hillbillies, or maybe that was it. Beverly Hillbillies. Um, can I say something out else about this film, or you still want to talk about Gail Honeycutt? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. Um, a big show for our generation. I, Tim, this feels like it was, must have been the show to end all shows for you. Remember Fear on MTV? Boy, do I. Um, the creators of that, were the, this film inspired the creators to make that show. Uh, okay. How yeah. are those connected? How did they get that idea of the show through this? You probably are watching a haunted house thing and think, wouldn't that be cool? To just if throw we send people in people in. with technology, just to yeah. Oh, okay. What do, what do you mean? It's, I don't it's, know. A, it's a haunted. It's a haunted location. <laughs> sending people in. I love that show. I know. The, well, I thought the first season is so good. The then the the producers or whoever the decision makers were started actually like coming up with gags, oh. and that fucked it up. That's for me. the whole point. Yeah. yeah. But I oh, figured that's uh, funny. you and maybe How some of our random. listeners would like that. But yeah, it inspired their names, Martin Kuner or Kunert and Eric Manns to create fear for MTV networks. So <laughs> whether or not you enjoyed The Legend of Hell House, you have it to thank for one of your favorite shows, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Um, favorite shows of 19... 19- 99 yeah or 2000 right whatever it was well, i mean i know you love ghost shows <laughs> I and do. that was kind of an original one it so. was, yeah yeah you're right did you recognize uh the preserved emmerich belasco at the end i did <laughs> you want to say who he, he is was alfred in the 89 batman oh and of the three batmans after that right yeah he stayed on Michael Goff, is it, or Go? G-O-U, I guess. I think it's, it's Goff. It. Yeah. I mean, I maybe I've just heard G-O-U-G-H. Americans say it. But um, Americans. him just sitting there, it's a little smirk. <laughs> I knew I knew him from somewhere. He's Alfred. Yep. I was like, oh shit, that guy. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else except just the similarity of this movie to The Haunting movie, which was 10 years earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a much better s- fleshed out story, I guess. Let's put it that way. Or script in this case. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the, it's based on Shirley Jackson's novel, uh, The House of Haunt of Hill, ha- The Haunting of Hill House. It can which, get confusing between that and but, this, The Legend of Hell House, The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. So... If I'm if I'm understanding this right, the the Netflix show is based on this book as well, right? The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the House of ha- of on Haunted Hill, yeah, which was a Vincent Price yeah movie, I believe. But I don't, I'd have to like actually really look into what how any of these are connected. What the but I just of think it's were. interesting that this. This phrase, so to speak, 
you know, the haunting of a house or mm-hmm. the legend of a house or the hill house or haunted hill is so constantly used for like 20 years. Yeah. It's weird to me, but I guess they're all just kind of jumping off each other. Um, I don't know. That's speaking cool. of, but they're all very similar premises. I mean, like ridiculously similar. Speaking of written work, I just feel like noting uh, Richard Matheson. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a noted author. Tons of short stories, books, and stuff. But a lot of them just known from being adapted into films. Because we have Duel, The Shrinking Man, totally, and then um, I Am Legend, That's which was turned into one, yeah. a, you know a bunch of them. And then even as recent as The Box, Stir of Exo, Stir of oh, Echoes, I saw The Box, yeah. Steel, which was turned into real steel, um, and a bunch of Twilight Zone episodes, including mm. Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Oh, I love that one. That's the William Shatner one, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. And then yeah. The, I like it from uh, the Twilight Zone movie. <laughs> was I don't... The standout one. I don't know if I've seen... God, I mean, I've seen the Twilight Zone movie, but fucking so long ago. Oh, maybe we should review it. Maybe we should ask, that. ask us. Do you want to hear us talk about Twilight Zone movie? Because I want to talk about Wait, it. Wait, is that the one that John Landis filmed and like people died on? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> maybe I haven't. No, I have seen it. There's a Joe Dante segment that's really good. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, let's watch that. Cool. Cool. That's it. That's it for me too. <laughs> All right. Recommendations. Yeah. I'll recommend Dead coming off this, um, I already mentioned it earlier in the episode, but coming off Roddy McDowell, when I I had mentioned uh, The Gate in a previous episode, I double screened that with Fright Night. I had mentioned Fright Night with Roddy mm-hmm. McDowell. And I want to recommend Dead Fright Night because I, when I first saw it, you know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever, it did not stand out to me very much. It kind of has that kind of like your issue with the Lost Boys I'm like, this main guy just is not fun. I don't like this main guy. But everyone else in it really shines and makes up for it. From the friend, the girlfriend, to Roddy McDowell, to the the suave vampire neighbor. All great. And um, <laughs> I, hate, I hate the fucking neighbor. I, I, the, <laughs> His little that, buddy. Ugh. Oh, God. I love to hate. I mean, I hate him in the way he, that you want, you know. Yeah, it. I guess. He just seems so he, you know what it is? He feels like an actor in mm-hmm. that movie. And I know that that's kind of. I thought it was really good. Ma- like yeah. That's supposed to work for it. But it just disconnects me from the Got movie it. for some well, reason. For whatever reason on this watch through. It's his eyebrows or something. I, I don't know. This watch through <laughs> a decade later, it really won me over again. And so uh, I was happy that I liked it more than I saw it the first time. So I'll recommend it. Cool. It's been a while. Check it out. Fright Night. Yeah. Well. I have to, if you want something that's really fucking scary, I mean, horrifyingly, terrifyingly scary, you have to watch Chernobyl. I've been hearing good things. It is so fucking good. It's so fucked up. And the fact that it's, that it happened, it makes it much worse, obviously. <laughs> sure. But just every aspect of it, I'm not even going to say anything about what specifics, but it is, it is so fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I love that the director basically said, like, I'm going to make this a horror film. I mean, it's a five part miniseries on HBO, but he 
outright was like, this is a horror movie and it's a horror movie where the mon- you cannot see the monster. Make me want to watch it more. I know I've been seeing it. Dude, it is so fucked up. <laughs> Just the factual information of what happened during that, whatever you want to call it, tragedy or yeah. crisis or fucking disaster is so it's so fucked up like the culture around like trying to cover it up or like the ego around like oh you know it can't be a nuclear meltdown because russians don't build things that fall apart the titanic can't sink it's exactly that and it is it is so fucked up because the consequences of even a day's worth of that attitude were insane. Yeah. Um, but it is filmed incredibly. It looks so fucking good. It's an HBO show. It better Man, be. It is it is inc- it is fucking top, top notch. I have two episodes to go, actually. Um Well, there's one episode left to air. I haven't seen this week's episode, so Got it. Man, it's good. So if you have access to HBO Go or you need, you know, I'll give you my HBO Go uh, password. Great. Tim's going to give you his password. It's not even mine. I fucking, it's some, I don't know. I need to figure it out because I think it's not. Tim says, check it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, do it, Chernobyl. Yeah, I'm going to pull next week's film. You should. Let's do it. All right, Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim. People out there, land. Oh shit! We're gonna, I'm gonna oh, shit. say What's what gonna we're gonna be? watch. What's it gonna be? Something called something something. Something called Dolly Dearest. <laughs> oh no! It doesn't even. We didn't even put. Oh a, no! A, a year next to it. Oh. Oh no, Tim. Yes. It's a 1991 film. <laughs> <laughs> shit! Evil doll. Yes, <laughs> looks pretty. Looks pretty uh, great. Terrible. Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that poster cover. Oh good, it's on Who's Amazon it? Prime. Is anybody good in it? So uh, that means if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it with us. Denise uh, Crosby from uh, Next Generation. Crosby stills a Nash. Yeah, her. Uh, yeah, his his daughter. Remember from uh, season one of Next Generation? Yeah, it's not his dog. Dennis Crosby is her dad. Bing Someone Crosby. told me that. It's the son of Bing, Bing Crosby. Oh, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby is her grandpa. Got it. There Someone go. told me that it was... Well, that's wrong. fucking wrong. I'm um, glad you found that out. Let's find them and kill them. <laughs> right. Um, of course I remember her. She's Tasha Yar, yeah. dude. She's also the wife in Pet Cemetery. I know. Cool. Her in another horror movie. I'm excited. Cool, dude. So you should so join 91. us next time. Okay, it's prime time, Denise. <laughs> yes. 91. <laughs> Woo! So uh, you should watch it so you can tune in next week. Join us for Dolly Dearest. But... And we can argue the merits between this and Chucky, which I earlier today told Ryan that I really don't like <laughs> Chucky. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, you can find us at dismemberinghorror.com. We're on a whole bunch of podcast platforms. Oh, yeah. Platforms. We're everywhere. Um, Podcast. We're, we've got an Instagram, which is dismemberinghorror, and a Gmail, which is dismemberinghorror, and a Twitter, which is Ryan's least favorite thing on the planet. Just the name. Dis Horror Pod. Yeah. That's a D-I-S 
horror pod. Completely different from our other handles. Look, if I can fix it, I'll fix it, but I don't think I can fix it. All right. But I'll try. <laughs> well, for all these episodes, it will have been true for. That's right. Um, but yeah, check it out. We should, you know, do Instagram posts for the new movies. Blah, blah, blah. Stay in touch. Let us know what movie you want to watch. Yeah. Want and, us to watch and that you've seen. Soon we'll go to the movies once or twice. We're, we're yeah. sort of due for that. So we'll Yeah, we are due for that. We're due for another guest, too. So mm-hmm. we have some of the stuff coming up for month of uh for this summer let's say yeah yeah all right well, yeah nice talking with all of you <laughs> yeah as always <laughs> so in closing uh thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye, goodbye.